0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio getting ready to record episode number 173. We're going to talk about coaching decisions are not made in a vacuum, how we have to consider a lot of things uh, as we make decisions on the field. Before we talk about that topic, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast-pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for Everything Fast Pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support Everything Fast Pitch at the same time. Supporting Everything Fast Pitch is a really important thing, in Coach Prep for Coach Don and I. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch, become a patron. We definitely need more people to come on board and support us. It's 5 10 or $20 a month. So if you see value in what we're doing, if you want us to be able to keep doing it past this next year, we need to make sure that we get more people to come on board. Uh, The good news is we've added a bunch of patrons this year, so we've gotten closer to breaking even. Still need to grow. But we continue to grow and and continue to see more financial support so that we can uh, uh, keep this thing a rolling. So Don, one of the things that I've always thought is crazy, ironic, funny, is The idea that somehow coaching decisions, that the the things that you're doing when you're on the field, the things that you're deciding to do with your game plan or with your players is somehow cookie cutter, that there's some sort of magic system that says we always should do certain things. You know, the old once upon a time, if you get a leadoff hitter on first, you know, you should bunt her over to second no matter what.
1: Always bunt, yeah.
0: The different things about, you know, always sending a runner with two outs, always, you know, switching pitchers if the other team you know, starts to get a handle on it, calling for that bunt even, you know, no matter what the situation is. And what I want us to talk about briefly today is just that all of those decisions as as a coach is making them, and for all of our coaching friends, that as you're sorting this stuff out, we have a choice. We can try to make it this systematic assembly line, cookie cutter kind of a thing where we always do a certain thing in a certain situation, or I think the option that I'm going to suggest and and that that I started to try to choose more and more as as my career got more and more developed was seeing the bigger picture of everything that that factors into the decision you're about to make and making sure that you're weighing all those different things to make sure that you're making better choices and and choices that probably are going to be more successful for your team.
1: Tori, that totally makes sense to me and I'm, I'm on board with you, but if I get a runner on first base and everybody expects that i'm just gonna bunt i'm first of all i'm predictable right and but also too uh when i don't and everybody in the stands thinks that i'm supposed to i'm not really going to be looked at very highly right right and and especially when it doesn't go right when i have a hunch i might know that that particular player had a terrible time trying to bunt and warm-ups today yep to your point and you kind of have to go with the flow and and have some insight as to what might be most effective at that point. The defense of the team we're playing against is amazing, fielding buns. Yeah. So I felt like maybe we should hit, but again, right. we set ourselves up for a little criticism.
0: Right. Well, and and one of the things that we have to always think about from a coach's perspective, every decision you make is going to be judged by the outcome of the result <laughs> of it's the so play. So true. Well, yeah. Not not the logic or the thought process that went into it. So they get if, to sit back and yeah. yeah. We'll just use the one we've already talked about. So we got a runner at first with nobody out. So if you call for the bunt and your really bad bunter pops it up, then people are, she's a really bad bunter. Yeah, why, why did you have her bunt? She's the worst bunter on the team. Everybody knows. Right. Or if the power hitter that, you know, is just as likely to hit a two run home run hits a, you know, a lazy fly ball and it gets caught and, and the runner doesn't advance. Well, if you would have bunted there, at least we would have gotten her over to second base. Well, the reality of it is every player's got strengths and weaknesses every every situation has different pressure attached to it. every possible decision that you're going to make as a coach has way more factors than the that's how we do things mentality that sometimes I think we apply and so you know making sure that we're looking at the the whole picture you know and again you know Don, you touched on it so we've got a runner at first it's the tying run it's the bottom of the thirteenth inning and While logic might say, hey, let's bunt her over to try to get a runner into scoring position to see if we can tie the game, there's also a lot of factors that could factor into it. If it's your number three or number four hitter, and they are really strong and having a great day at the plate, the other team's probably happy if you have her bunt. Sure. In those situations, I think we have to weigh all those different positives, negatives, potentials. and One of the things I think that has to always be factored into is what are our players good at? What do they feel more comfortable doing? And then in some regard... The instinctive. Right, yeah. and and the, the weighing in your mind the risk versus the reward, right? So if I have my very best hitter bunt, then even if she's successful... And took the now, bat out of her hands. Right, and now yeah. I'm counting on my second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh best hitter to try to get a hit to score her from second. Right. Versus my very best hitter having a chance to hit a double so she can score from first or a home run and we walk it off and we win right and i always laugh about this it was uh early on in my coaching career at tennessee tech I had uh, a couple of parents that i really became close friends with parents of players that i coached and you know the, the one mom was the you know you should always bunt her over to second you know bunt her into scoring position something good could happen and she and i would have these friendly little discussions over and over and over again and you know eventually it got to the point where she knew i was going to do whatever i thought was right at that time and and most of the time it was going to be different than what she a little thought against the yeah, grain d- different yeah. than what she thought but over time i think what ended up happening is she started to see more and more that there were times that the best hitter really does need to hit instead of bunt your best pitcher who's a little bit tired really needs to stay in the game and figure out how to you know to battle dig a little through. bit deeper yeah. and battle through a, t- a tough situation sometimes you have to send a runner in a shaky situation because you want to try to you know put more pressure on the defense or
1: force a you know, fault right. yeah. yeah
0: or or another you know really simple situation if you have two outs and you have a runner at second base if you get a base hit chances are you should at least in my estimation be thinking about that runner should be scoring on a base hit from second base because with two outs she should be getting a good good jump, jump. yeah she should be expecting to go as soon as the ball gets contacted because no matter what happens as soon as it gets hit either the inning's going to go on or the inning's going to end and and she isn't going to be the one that that does either one of those things and she should be getting a good jump expecting to score because with two outs you know my mindset as a third base coach should be hey we got to try to get this run in well if she gets thrown out by 20 feet you look bad for sending her but let's weigh out what some of the possibilities that could have influenced why did you send her have a we- really weaker or struggling hitter on deck yeah So I should stop a runner at third, hoping that somebody who's really having a bad day, or a bad week, or a bad
1: career is going to change it. Is going to
0: somehow get the the one hit we need. And so it's just one of those things. In hindsight, if you get somebody thrown out by twenty feet, you look like a bad third third base coach. But everything about the reason why you sent that runner
1: was completely correct
0: and and logical and makes sense. But in the the hindsight of the in a vacuum view, well, she got thrown out. The inning's over. Well, so she could have been standing at third base while the next girl came up to bat. Maybe something good happens. Maybe something good doesn't happen. But there's a lot of factors that are in play. And I think we have to give the coaching side of it a little bit more thought sometimes and a little bit more awareness just to make sure that we're not always following a certain set of guidelines. As you said, Don, being a really predictable team, I think, can be as problematic as being an inconsistent team.
1: No, no doubt. Not uh Playing against somebody that's very predictable is kind of exciting. You know what yeah. to expect, you right. know what to plan for, and you can uh, decode that pretty quick. Right, and the, the
0: teams I always hated playing against the most was the, <laughs> the show bunt hit in a situation, the oh. delayed steal, the you know fake bunt hit away, the taking an extra base when it didn't seem like it was the logical thing to do the, that really put a lot of extra pressure, pressure. on you to react to what they were doing and to be able to keep up with what they were doing. And so to me, I think that it's important that we're always thinking about coaching in that way, that there's a lot of factors, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of uh, potential influencers in the decisions Mm -hmm. you're going to make and think it through, have a plan, you know, make sure that you're sharing your philosophy with your team so that they're aware of what you're thinking is. If you're likely to send a runner from second with two outs we want the players to be really aware of it because otherwise, you know, somebody who's a slower runner might be jogging from third from second to third thinking, well, he's going to stop me at third.
1: And I was going to say and to try and get away from being shy of the criticism from others right. to to chat about this in the preseason talks with the parents too. Yeah. Because again, you don't want them wondering and worrying and and to have them on board and be supportive of your uh, hunches the selection you're making and the choices you're making during the game, for them to be supportive of it uh, is very comforting as a coach. Right. Well, and, and, and that you know, example,
0: Don, is a, a really sim- uh, important piece of this. So if my daughter gets thrown out by 30 feet to end the game, and she's a dead duck at home plate, and the, the other team you know gets her out and she's the last out of the game and we lose. If my daughter's upset and she gets in the car, And my first response is, well, your coach is an idiot. He should have never sent you with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. You know, that was really, really stupid coaching. Nothing good's coming from that.
1: Not a chance. But if
0: the parent is aware enough to be able to, and has heard from the coach and seen the coach in action and knows that the coach has really thought this through and says, well, you were out this time, but understand, understand this is why he sent you. This is why he thought it was a good idea and it didn't work out this time. But if that girl throws that ball halfway up the backstop, guess what? You score and somebody else is in scoring position and maybe we win that game. And
1: we win. Right. And so just which having, is more productive. Right. And yeah.
0: and and one one has a chance to lead to bigger success on down the road and one's gonna be a total pain
1: and everybody's behind. Well, yeah. Well, and I think that's what we are trying to safeguard against in all of our conversations is trying to create a good environment for the kids to be successful. Right. So yeah. coaches,
0: think it through, make sure you've got an idea of why you're doing what you're doing, what the reasoning is. Make sure that you're, you know, aware enough about what's going on with your players, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, that we can kind of play to those strengths as much as we possibly can. Make sure that we're aware enough about what's going on that we can help our players understand what we're trying to get done. And let's try to make this as open a book as we possibly can so that instead of creating conflict and problems and issues on down the road, we can have a little bit more of a supportive and, and uh, dynamic situation where everybody's on the same page. I was say, this is just
1: all all of this is just coaching, right? Yeah. Coaching 101 I love it. Dash one million. Good stuff. All
0: right. So that's gonna wrap up episode number 173. As always, please support Anderson Bat Company, EFP20, save that 20% and support us at the same time. Go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch, become a patron. Also go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs there. They're $49.95 a dozen. And as always, if you have questions, comments, ideas, or suggestions, reach out to Coach Don or I at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. We would love to talk about stuff that you're interested in. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.